Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with me. The book we're going to look at is the very first one as we come together for our study today. It's the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. And in fact, the title of the study, Genesis, Foundations to Bible Prophecy, is a must-study you need to understand that Bible prophecy does not start in the major or minor prophets of the Old Testament and certainly not in the book of Revelation. Bible prophecy begins with the beginning book. That book, of course, the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. We're going to begin our study by looking at the precursors to Bible prophecy. That's what we'll study in just a moment. And by the way, if you'd like to get your copy so you can study individually on this particular subject, it's really the foundation for understanding Bible prophecy. You can call our toll-free number. It's 8-PROPHECY-8. 877-674-3298. I'll give you that number once again, and we'll tell you how you can go to our website as well. But first, let's have our study from the book of Genesis, Precursors to Bible Prophecy. Genesis chapter 1. My dear friend, there is a battle going on in our world today to try to destroy what I'm going to teach you right now. Our children are being bombasted with information, supposed science. I want to tell you something. Listen, that is not science. I say that with no reservation. Science, true science, has two components to it. You know what the first one is? You can't say something is absolute unless you were there as an eyewitness to observe it. That's the first component of true science. The second component, you've got to be able to repeat that experiment again. I don't think they can do either one. They didn't have any eyewitness to creation or the Big Bang either. They take that by faith that that's what happened 13 billion years ago. I want to tell you something, man. It takes a lot more faith to believe those dingbats than it does to believe what I'm believing. I mean, huh? Oh, I'm not going to take the time, but it's so beautiful to look at God's creation. I walked this morning, the birds were singing, man. I was shouting with them. I heard a bunch of, or whatever they were doing, you know. There's those geese flying over, man. I looked up. I just had to thank the Lord for puffing them up in the air just about the time I was out walking. <laughs> that was so neat. I, it's, it's so beautiful to look at God's creation. Take time to smell the roses. It's unbelievable. But we're being inundated. I live in Chattanooga when I'm in the United States. And I was driving out of Chattanooga the other day. And I saw this great big sign. Sea Rock City. Seen any of those signs? This one wasn't even on a barn. It was a billboard. Sea Rock City dating back 500,000 years ago. Now that ticked me off too. Now, 500,000 years ago, what ignoramus put that billboard sign up there? I was, every, every year we take our grand boys up to uh, Rock City. It's, it's Christmas. It's beautiful up there. And you walk through. They got uh, this. It's Rock City. It's made out of rocks. And they got Fat Man Squeeze. And 
I have difficulty every year more and more getting through that, but we have a great time. And, uh, and, and, and they have these signs talking about how long ago that I walked into the manager of Rock City. The last time we were up there, I said, don't you dare try to teach my grandboys something that's wrong. You need to change that. <laughs> he hadn't changed it yet, but uh, listen, we got to stand up and tell people when they try to propagate a falsehood on our children. It's supernatural. God spoke, and it was. Chapter 1, verse 1 of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Exodus chapter 20, verse 11 says, He created the heavens, the earth, and all that in them is. And you know what? He did it in six 24-hour days. Do you hear what I said? Six 24-hour days. Not eons of time. We got some so-called Christian intellect, who's writing a book, trying to put together evolution and Christianity. You cannot do that. Dr. Charles Ryrie, favorite Bible teacher of Word of Life for years, used to believe that between chapter 1, verse 1, and chapter 2, verse 1, there was a big gap. A gap of time so evolutionary activities could be explained. But he has come back right finally. I was able to bring him back. No, no, not me. His study showed him. There is no gap. There is no long period of time. These are six 24-hour days. Let me show you what I'm talking about. By the way, I'll first prove there was no gap. You see chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and all that in them is. He did that in six 24-hour days. And it would seem ridiculous for this to be any other than six 24-hour days. Because in the Ten Commandments, when God told Moses to give this to the people, he said, I created the heavens and the earth and all that in them is on six days. And on the seventh day I want you to rest. You think he was telling them, you got to rest for two million years. No. Rest 24 hours. It took me six 24-hour days. You rest for 24 hours, we start this whole thing over. Now, in the beginning, and then they say between verse 1 and verse 2, and the earth was without form and void. I'm not having time to dig in. I'm not teaching creation, basically. I'm simply showing you this is a supernatural act. There is no gap in there. How do I know? Go to chapter 1, verse 31. This is the end of it. The sixth day is complete. He's at the end. The sun is setting on the sixth day. Notice what he says. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Now, that's the English King James Version. Let me tell you what the translation from the Hebrew is. Abundantly excellent. Don't you like that? Glory to God. He saw everything. Man, this was abundantly excellent. There wasn't a problem. There wasn't any problem. He's just explaining how he does it. I I love the third day. Look at the third day here. Verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and he gathered together the waters and called he seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit trees yielding fruit and his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. You know what he's doing here on the third day? Creating the Garden of Eden. He's creating the Garden of Eden. 
Chapter 2 is going to talk about all the trees in there. We know of two trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We know those two trees in there, but he's talking about all the trees. Now, what I love about God is the way he does it. This is day three. Look at day four, verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven uh, to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And he made the sun, the greater light, and the moon, the lesser light. Hey, wait a minute. Photosynthesis. I'm not sure if that's correct, but I think it is. Doesn't that have to happen? Photosynthesis? When the sun comes down on plants? (laughs) Love God. He brings plants into existence before the sun. (laughs) Just to show you, in your face. Do it the way I want to. You think that's good. What do you think pollinates flowers and trees? Birds. When do they come? (laughs) Fifth day. Look over here. (laughs) In the fifth day of what is going to happen. Verse 14. uh, Excuse me, verse 20. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. He brings forth fish and birds on the fifth day. He's already pollinated them. He made them. He didn't have to have the sun for photosynthesis or for pollination. The birds fly. Those little, I love hummingbirds. We got this thing right by our kitchen breakfast window. And it, it you know, has that sweet red uh, liquid in it. And the hummingbird comes up. Those are so beautiful. I would love to watch them take that and fly away. Don't need the hummingbirds when God puts it together. And then the sixth day, all the creeping things upon the earth. These were 24-hour days. You know how I know? Read it later and you'll see. And the night and the day were the first day. And the night and the day were the second day. Oh, by the way, Jesus confirmed creation. Remember John chapter 6? A little boy has uh, two little fishes, five loaves of bread, fed 20,000 people. Know how he did it? And there were fish sandwiches galore. He didn't have to wait for 15,000 years for that fish to evolve into another one. He spoke and it was there. That's probably the greatest example of creation. The feeding of the five. Oh, by the way, he did it again. The feeding of the 4,000 too. Just like that. Oh, and in case you're wondering whether Moses wrote this, if God really communicated this to him, John says, you got to believe Moses. He wrote everything about me. Luke says, On the road to Emmaus, he was walking along with a couple of guys, and where did he start? With Moses and the prophets, and told them everything about himself that Moses and the prophets had written. The book of Genesis, it's an exciting book. 
It is the book of beginnings, as I've already said, and it is the foundation for Bible prophecy. That's the title of a five-hour audio series on CD that is available to you if you'd like to study along with us. It's the foundation for beginning to understand Bible prophecy. You need to get your copy of Genesis, the Foundations of Bible Prophecy, and you can go to our website. It's prophecytoday.com. Go to our shopping mall. There you can make your order. Or you can call our toll-free number. Call the office. People are standing by. That's 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from across America. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Call right now to get your copy of Genesis, the Foundations of Bible Prophecy. That's available from Prophecy Today. And by the way, as you begin your study of Bible prophecy, you'll understand that we're living in the days when Jesus Christ could shout and call us to be with him. In fact, that day could be today. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...